you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Greetings and welcome to the daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Jason Smith alongside Adam Rank, Michael Fabiano, and the Admiral. Akbar Baja Biamila, we take a look back at week six in the NFL. Tell you who the top performers were and if they can keep it going. Targets and touches, an early look at the waiver wire, and proof that Michael Fabiano might be the most desperate man alive. Hold on, hey, we're going to talk about Mike Glennon though, right? Oh, well, yeah, we got to talk Mike Glennon. Nailed it! And our first impression of Peyton Manning was... Where is he on the stat list, Fabs? I can't find Peyton Manning. He's not in the top top 15, not top 10, not in the top 15. Unbelievable, and we all thought he was going to explode against the Jaguars. What kind of crazy week was it, though? Thad Lewis, Mike Glennon, and Nick Foles. It was like that line from Ghostbusters, you know, cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. Crazy weekend. Mass hysteria for Cam Newton. For everybody who said, oh, I don't know, Cam Newton started out slow. Do I keep him? Do I play him? We've seen him do this before, Fabs. He gets hot, and suddenly he's the best quarterback in fantasy. We promoted him on Sunday's show as a good start based on this matchup against the Vikings, who have not been good defensively, and he made us look very good. Cam Newton's a guy people have been worried about, but this is what Cam Newton does. Yeah, hopefully you've stuck with him or you've gone out and got him and you bought low on him because he's a streaky quarterback. Yeah. This is, could be a string of five, six great weeks in a row for Playing him. St. Louis this week, too. That's a nice matchup. All right, there you go. Cam Newton, congratulations, Akbar, on that big 30-point performance you got from him <laughs> on Sunday in our Experts League. We'll have more of the fantasy news and injuries from Sunday you need to know in just a minute. Now, let's get into the Monday Night Showdown between the Colts and the Chargers, guys. It is going to be caught. Danny Woodhead. Touchdown. Caught. Touchdown, T.Y. Hilton. High-stepping in. Touchdown, San Diego. Andrew Luck and Phillip Rivers go head-to-head tonight in San Diego. and We've got everything you need to know before the game kicks off in just a few hours. Adam Rake here with Akbar Baja Biamila, a guy who played his college and pro games at the Q there in San Diego. Welcome. Yes, as a member of the San Diego Chargers. Now, let's talk about this game 
And Andy Luck has become one of the must-start quarterbacks in the league. Talk about it. Well, I'll tell you because Andrew Luck is so smart. and He's a different type of quarterback now. We know his, his draft process, it was highly touted that his IQ, his football IQ, was off the chart. And I think he has the ability to break down this defense. But this is a very tough defense. I think they're going to bring a lot of pressure towards him. They're going to give him a lot of different looks. So when you talk about Andrew Luck, he's a guy that you have to play because he's he's got the ability to run the ball, as you see right here. And that's, that's not something a lot of people don't know people that. Don't, when you talk about fantasy value, can the guy run? Yeah, absolutely. And his combine measurables were very comparable to Cam Newton, another guy who can run. But we haven't seen a lot of it so far yet. Trent Richardson, is this the night that he can finally go off? Absolutely. It's going to happen in Qualcomm Stadium because of the grass and because I played there before. I just kind of know that the grass is good. You know how the grass is. I know how the grass is. No, but in all honesty, when you think about it, he's now had four weeks to digest this playbook. You know, he's been trying to go through the process of actually understanding where he fits in this offense. This is where it happens. It takes about four weeks for a guy to learn a a playbook. Trent Richardson is going to have a big night. You definitely have to play Trent Richardson if you have him. Okay, we all like Reggie Wayne, and he's a guy that you start week in, week out. But now T.Y. Hilton is starting to sneak in there. What do you see from him? Well, I don't call this a big game for T.Y. Hilton tonight. I don't think this is going to be his night. It's going to be a Reggie Wayne, Trent Richardson night. I think everything kind of goes right back to setting up the passing game through Trent Richardson, running the ball, and then you find Reggie Wayne on the backside. T.Y. Hilton is going to be a guy that if you have him, I'm saying pump the brakes on T.Y. Hilton. But everybody saw him smoke the Seattle Seahawks, and they want to start him this week. Well, yeah, I mean, when you think about it, he's had one touchdown in the last five road games, so uh, something to think about. Okay, well, here are our projections going. A big night from Andrew Luck. I'm a little bit more optimistic about Andrew Luck. We both see Trent. We'd have to imagine Trent Richardson scoring with 15 and 13 points and Reggie Wayne. I'm a little down on him. You uh, you got Reggie Wayne there. Pretty, yeah, I, I've got Reggie you're Wayne very, higher. You're very higher excited than, about Higher than T.Y., so I know everybody's thinking had, that Reggie Wayne is not going to be the guy. It's going to be Reggie Wayne. I add T.Y. a little higher. Yeah. We'll find out right. who's going to be correct in a couple of hours. But let's talk about Phillip Rivers. Seems that he's been reborn there with a great new coaching staff, Mike McCoy, Ken Wisenhunt. What are we seeing out of Phillip? Fresh energy. He knows this defense. Greg Minuski, defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts, used to coach with the San Diego Chargers, and they're running the same type of defense. So all of a sudden, you take this powerful defense with the Indianapolis Colts now that's gotten a lot of steam in fantasy and is the fourth in in the NFL as far as giving up points. Now all of a sudden now, you're saying, well, who can break this down? I think it's Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is a good quarterback. He's got some good weapons on the outside with Vincent Brown and Keenan Allen who's coming along. Yeah, I got Keenan Allen starting tonight, so we better better see some points out of him. But what about Danny Woodhead, a guy that they – wasn't a huge signing when they took him from the New England Patriots, but he's been paying off recently. Well, because he can, you can line him up anywhere. Danny Wood has just that. He's a running back. He can do a little bit of shovel stuff, a little slip screen. That's where he has a lot of productivity. Yeah, you know, and I really, I really like how the Chargers like to mix it up a little bit. I know with Ryan Matthews could be back into the mix, but. It still seems like Danny Woodhead is a great option there. And here are our projections. You have Philip Rivers projected for 24 points. I think this is his night. I so think you're this saying, is his night. So you're saying between him and Andrew Luck, if somebody out there has both guys, you would go with Philip Rivers. I'm going Philip Rivers, no doubt about it, over Andrew Luck. I like Andrew Luck, but I just know that Philip Rivers is going to have a field day against this defense who's been very good. But he knows this defense. It's nothing like playing in your own backyard against a defense that you've already seen and you practice against. Got it. And I need 24 points from Phillip Rivers to beat Nicole Zalumis in our NFL AM League. So I hope you're correct. All right. Good. I'm going to be counting on that, Akbar. So we obviously see big things for both quarterbacks. Surprise to nobody. But there were a few signal callers this week who were 
not guys we expected to have huge games. And let's check out more of our fantasy headlines for more on that. All right, thank you very much. Nick Foles, Fabs. He had a huge game on Sunday. I'm really high on him as a futures guy. May not be his job until week 10, week 11, but we've seen no matter who the quarterback of the Eagles is, they can put up big numbers. Yeah, and if Michael Vick is still out for week 7, well, they play the Dallas Cowboys, and they have one of the worst pass defenses in the National Football League. In fact, they've given up more fantasy points to quarterbacks than any team in the league going into week 6. So if you need a quarterback, and those of us who have Tom Brady might need a quarterback these days, (laughs) Nick Foles is a viable option. Yeah, we'll have more on Foles coming up later on in the show. How about Mike Lennon? Yeah, uh, Adam Rank hit it right on the head on Sunday's show. A very nice sleeper, almost 19 fantasy points now. Does that mean I trust Mike Lennon to be my quarterback the rest of the season? Uh, You know, not so much. They do have a good matchup coming up against the Atlanta Falcons. I still say, though, he's more of a QB, too. All right, on Fantasy Live on Sunday, I said Thad Lewis will have more points than Peyton Manning. Except for you Start didn't. Thad Lewis, yeah. except not at all. But no. Fabs, Thad Lewis, 22 fantasy points. Again, it was a crazy week when Thad Lewis is scoring almost twice as many points as Peyton Manning. And that almost happened. You know that you throw all the stats out the window and you just shake your head and say, the fantasy gods, they got us this week. Is Thad Lewis somebody I'm picking up off the waiver wire? No. But will I doubt Thad Lewis? No, I won't doubt him because he had a pretty good stat line. Well, Thad Lewis banged up a little bit with his foot, so the Bills went out and signed Matt Flynn uh, as potential insurance. Here's our replacement quarterbacks for Week 6, Fabs. These guys put in your lineup. Some of them gave you big numbers. Any of these guys right now, who, or who's the most fantasy-worthy guy? Right Foles. Uh, of course, it depends on what happens to Michael Vick, but one thing that surprises me is that the top four all scored more fantasy points than Aaron Rodgers and RG3 and Tony Romo. And there's a few other ones, too, out there that I could just stay here and talk about all day long. It was a crazy weekend. Yeah, and everybody had more points than Jimmy Graham. Everyone had more points than Jimmy. Thanks for reminding me. He's on my fantasy team in the Experts League. I'm going to go 2-4 now. Steven Ridley, 23 fantasy points, Fabs. The first time he's over eight this season. So we're back to where we stood with the New England Patriots backfield situation at the start of the year. It's Steven Ridley's backfield. I hope so, because I have Ridley on a couple of teams, and a lot of people out there have been very frustrated with him. With that being said, he's not going to produce like he did this week against the Jets coming up in Week 7. They've given up the fewest fantasy points to running backs this season, so you start Ridley, but temper expectations. All right, we'll have more of your top performers coming up later in the show, but let's take a look now at the injury report from Sunday. Jimmy Graham left the game against New England Patriots. He did not record a catch. MRI on his foot on Monday. Now, he has an extra week to heal, Fabs, but let's play this game. Going forward, if Jimmy Graham's not there, whose who's value rise the most? Well, you would think Marcus Colston. He's been awful since week one. This guy has scored a combined 2.5 fantasy points in his last two games. Combined. I mean, it's awful. Uh, ben Watson would also see an uptick in value as well. Let's hope it doesn't get to that level, though, because Jimmy Graham has been one of the most valuable non-quarterbacks in fantasy football. All right, best wishes to a speedy recovery for Jimmy Graham. Also for Danny Amendola, who left Sunday's game with a head injury in fabs. He just can't stay on the field. Uh, you know, I don't know what to say about this kid. He's so talented. When he's out there, he definitely is a guy you're starting on your fantasy team. But he just can't stay healthy. I hope he's okay because that concussion seemed like it was pretty serious. He was pretty knocked out when he went down. Uh, But at this point, you can't trust Danny. DeMarco Murray was on his way to a huge game. It looked like against the Washington Redskins on Sunday night. Then a sprained MCL suffered on this run early in the second quarter. Out likely for at least this week against the Eagles. Potentially more fabs. 
Obviously, you hope DeMarco Murray gets back as soon as possible, but this means Joseph Randall. He's the guy to go get. He will be the hottest name off the waiver wire. At least one of them will Brandon Jacobs and Jay Cutler this week. But you know what, Jason? We can't say we haven't expected this. DeMarco Murray has not been durable. As good as he is, as talented as he is, he always gets hurt. Packers wide receivers James Jones and Randall Cobb both left Sunday's game with knee injuries, causing a big scare for Packers fans and Aaron Rodgers fantasy owners. However, NFL media insider Ian Rappaport says neither injury is thought to be too serious. When these guys play, Fabs, they all play for you. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. Although, keep in mind, they're playing Cleveland this week. And you know what that means, Jason? Hayden Island. Hayden Island. So keep tabs on these guys. They are going to play for your fantasy team if they play for the Packers. But the matchup, not so great this weekend. All right, here's the injury board from Sunday. Guys, keep an eye on as we go forward here on NFL Fantasy Live. Joy Bell was banged up a little bit. Mike Goodson, you see his knee injury. He is done for the season. Torn ACL, torn MCL. Mike Goodson, the Jets have gotten along with Adam so far. This means they'll continue to rely on Bilal Powell and maybe a little bit more of Chris Ivory. Yeah, well, Bilal Powell is a guy who I was down on because you were trying to sell high. And I said, sell high. They've got three <laughs> running backs now. Well, now they only have two. So Powell's value is back on the rise. All right, Texans quarterback Matt Schaub left Sunday's game with an ankle injury. His backup, T.J. Yates, ineffective in his snaps, which led a number of fans on Twitter to call for hometown favorite free agent Vince Young to sign with the team. And Young is open to it. He tweeted yesterday during the game, let them know V.Y. is in shape and ready to go. I always love my birthplace and everyone who lives in it. I'm ready. Fabs, will convince Young have any fantasy value? Texans fans, be careful what you wish for. I can yeah. tell you that right now. But honestly, if that Lewis can do it, why can't Vince Young do it? Yeah, and any surprise? Take away any surprise. Now we're hearing reports. Brett Favre is in his greatest shape of his life, but I'm not going to come back and play. But I'm in a great. I'm in great can shape. We please end the Brett Favre stuff. <laughs> please let the poor man mow his grass there in Mississippi. <laughs> All right, I mean, if you get extra fantasy points for mowing your grass, still pick up Brett Favre. Still to come, more of Sunday's top performers. We'll break down the week's biggest fantasy performers and tell you if they're the real deal or if this was just a flash in the pan. Plus, we've got Sunday's biggest fantasy flops. Will these struggling stars right the ship next week? Don't hit the panic button before hearing what our experts have to say. It's NFL Fantasy Live. Right up the middle, no Sean Moreno. Looking for Davis again. He's got it! Newton, with time being, gets away, and he's in for the touchdown. Yep, Akbar knows all about that big day from Cam Newton. Over 30 fantasy points right behind him. Nick Foles, these your top fantasy performers. Week 6 from Sunday, players 1 through 10. Stephen Ridley, welcome back to fantasy football with 23 fantasy points. Matthew Stafford had a big day despite a tough matchup. Thad Lewis over Thaddeus. 22 fantasy points. So let's look at these names here. Joseph Foria, Mike Lennon, who Adam Reich, right? You started Mike Lennon. Every league you started him in, you won? I did, yeah. How okay. about Riley Cooper? Riley Cooper, you've been talking about yeah. him a lot. Yeah. Finally came through, Very stepped nice. up. Finally. Yeah, this is the week. <laughs> yeah. Now, no Sean Marino also stepped up, but he's one of those guys, Fabs. He's been great all season long, but yet there's still this hesitancy to anoint no Sean Marino as Why? one of the best running backs. He's, he's in the top 10 in fantasy points among running backs. He has become a must start even more than a Trent Richardson or Maurice Jones Drew. He has been one of the best running backs in the league. And, guys, he didn't come off the board until really late in drafts because of all the hype surrounding Monte Ball. If you drafted Marino, you're looking like a genius right now. And, and on you. top of that, he, <laughs> he, he's, a, he, he's a number one running back, too. I mean, if you think about his production, and I'll tell you why he's the number one running back, because Peyton Manning and this coaching staff really trust no Sean Moreno. He's a different guy now. 
All right, Vernon Davis is someone we talked about preseason rank. He's going to have a great season, and so far he's been every bit that. Absolutely. We had high hopes for him, and now it's starting to come to fruition. He's had 180 yards and two touchdowns against the Cardinals. That was a career high for him. His, his fantasy points have increased in each of the last three games, and he scored at least one touchdown pass in four of his last five. This is the guy Colin Kaepernick is going to. And look, that's not just an end zone dump. That was a huge bomb right there. So I love what Kaepernick is doing with Vernon Davis. Both of these monster shots. Yeah, Vernon Davis. Let's look at some defenses now, Fabs. And didn't everybody have the Rams as a great defensive start against the Texans? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I thought the Texans were going to be the good start out of that game. And it turned out to be completely wrong. The St. Louis Rams, who not a lot of people started, put up a big number. The most fantasy points among defenses on NFL.com. And this is one of those weeks how you stream defenses if you don't have that elite option. And the Rams were fantastic. But let's go to another defense. Now, we want to talk about how Peyton Manning is the MVP of fantasy football. And you know what? You can't argue with that at this point. But what about the Chiefs? The Chiefs defense is scoring fantasy points hand over fist like the Chicago Bears did last season. The Chiefs have been one of the best waiver wire pickups in all of fantasy football. You start them week in and week out. They're sacking the quarterback. They can get to them. They are forcing turnovers. They're catching six pick sixes like we're seeing here. The Chiefs defense, dare I say, one of the five best fantasy players, in quotes, in fantasy this year. Yeah, I love it. I mean, especially, you know, when you talk about those defensive ends, Tamba Holly, the Dontario pull in the, in the interior. I mean, what can you do? This defense is everything. They are the top player. Yeah, and they're playing the Texans this week who have quarterbacks that like to throw those pick sixes. Yeah, every, every week you're playing against the Texans. Start that defense, you're going to get at least one pick six. Andy Dalton, someone, nearly 26 fantasy points against the Buffalo Bills, but he's a tough recommendation. There's a lot of other quarterbacks out there. The position is very deep. He's not been that guy all season log fabs, and for his entire career he's been a spot start at best. Yeah, and this was a good matchup, guys, but I think we ignored it because Andy Dalton hasn't done anything this year, and all we hear about him is how he's regressed and A.J. Green has put up good numbers and he's been inconsistent. Yes. So for those of you who started Andy Dalton in week six, kudos. It was a great move. But he's not someone that I trust moving forward until I see a few more games of this caliber production. Akbar, Mike Williams was a DNP on Sunday. Didn't matter. Vincent Jackson still had a huge day. Well, he did because he's going up against the 29th ranked defense in the NFL, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. And boy, are they bad. I mean, you take a young quarterback like Mike Glennon, he was able to find all their flaws, just expose them. And Vincent Jackson came up big in this matchup. Now, I think, you know, when you're talking about Mike Glennon in this situation, don't expect these duels to have the same type of production every single week. He is going to go up against some, a lot of defenses that are tough, and he still, as a young quarterback, has to learn a lot about what defenses are going to bring to him. All right, right. Joseph Fourier caught three passes Sunday. Yes. They all went for touchdowns. All went for touchdowns. And now everybody's going to run out to the waiver wire and try to add this guy, and I understand the need to want to do that. But caution yourself. Who do you think the Lions are going to look for next time that they're in the red zone? Calvin Johnson. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're going back to him. Congratulations. You scored three touchdowns. We want you know, I'm not even going to put you into that helps no one because I'm so offended by you. <laughs> However, don't pick him up. I, I get it. It's a one-week thing. Congratulations. And uh, that did help nobody, though. Well, yeah, I mean, five five touchdowns out of with seven catches, that's a lot. I mean, it's Eddie, he's very productive. Eddie Royal, Eddie Royal did the same thing. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's just like Mike Vrabel, right? Didn't he yeah. have that, like, nine yeah, catches, yeah. nine and touchdowns? Six, seven, though, he can just jump over anybody. It's kind of like that Jimmy Graham effect. I'm not calling him Jimmy Graham. 
but he's he's tall. Six, it was seven, close tall. to calling him yeah. Jimmy Graham. Yeah. I don't appreciate well, that. I, I would rather have started him than Jimmy Graham this week. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, every week on NFL.com, I write a column called Targets and Touches. It spotlights the pass catchers who amass the most targets every week and the running backs whose total touches that week merit attention. Hopefully, this helps you decide which players are worthy of starting or picking up in free agency and which ones are just a passing fantasy. Check it out at NFL.com slash targets and fabs. Zach Stacy had a nice day on Sunday. Not a great day on Sunday, but a nice day for the Rams. And considering what's out there running back-wise, is he worth picking up? He needs to be added in just about every league on NFL.com and other platforms as well. He is now the guy. 20 touches on Sunday. And this is a kid who is showing some playmaking ability. Listen, he's not going to be Marshall Falk. He's not going to be Steven Jackson. But the fact of the matter is, is that Fisher trusts this kid to be his main back even if it's just for debt purposes, he needs to be picked up. Yeah, and he's looked like the best running back on the Rams so far this season. Yeah. How about the best running back on the Bengals? And that is apparently Gio Bernard. Despite the fact he's still splitting touches with Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, look at his combined targets and touches going up from week two all the way to week six. He's getting the ball more and more. He's an absolute flex play, maybe a low one number two. He has that explosiveness. You saw his being touched down on Sunday. But as much as Giovanni Bernard has been playing well... Then Jarvis Green-Ellis is still cutting into his time. He's still someone that could have some value. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's a big back, and they, they're going to want to utilize that. They like that changeup because you don't want to become – you don't want your offense to be predictable. Of course, def- defenses will start to game plan around that, and I think that Giovanni Bernard is a great changeup, but there's also some value in having a guy like the law firm just because he's a big body. Yeah, the law firm makes him better. I know as fantasy enthusiasts, we want Gio to get the ball every time, but he's just not equipped for that. Having the law firm take those tough yards – actually helps him in the long run. So that, that's a good situation. Right, let's take a look at the top targets from week six. The players who were most targeted, Justin Blackman, number one with a bullet there. Yikes. 20 targets. Rank, we watched him play on Sunday, and despite the fact there was no other threats, he was basically uncoverable by the Denver Broncos. Yeah, and anybody who's picked him up off the waiver wire was able to stash him, has been rewarded because this guy has been absolutely fantastic ever since he has returned. And it looks like it's going to continue because you think of the options in Jacksonville, and it's one guy. It's Justin Blackman, and that's about it. The other cast of characters probably won't figure too much in the mix. And when you're a guy like Chad Henney and you're just struggling to hang on as a starting quarterback in the NFL, you're looking for number one four each and every time you go back the pass. He is the first look each and every time, so that's why he starts for your fantasy team each and every week. It doesn't hurt that he's playing the Chargers this week, too, in week seven. Now, just off this list, Akbar, is Denarius Moore, who had nearly 15 fantasy points, had 10 targets on Sunday. This is a couple good weeks in a row for Denarius Moore. Yeah, it is. And the reason why he's able to, to have these good weeks is because he's just so fast. I mean, he's able to get by the defender. He's able to get inside in the middle of the field and then explode out. And then when you talk about a guy like Terrell Pryor, who's still a young quarterback and has to make things happen with his feet, Darius Moore can, after coverage breaks down, after the offensive play breaks down, he's out there getting it done. Yeah. And they're on a bye this week. Go get him and stash him for the week after. Fabs, welcome back to Fantasy Football. Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, I know. Career game, nine catches, a touchdown, 97 yards. That was a career best. And I didn't see this coming because the Panthers have been really tough on tight ends this year. Rudolph ended up being a very good start. He's been dropped in a lot of leagues. I'm not saying he's a tight end one now, but he is a tight end two. He's clearly back on the radar. Now, one of the names you saw on that list of targets was Chris Durham of the Detroit Lions. I can honestly say we were probably the only ones who told you Durham was going to get a lot of attention in week six. Well, it wasn't actually one of us, but a special <laughs> guest we had on our show last Thursday. I like Chris Durham on the uh, on, uh, on the Lions. Uh, I think that uh, 
I think oh. that Calvin, even if he does play, um, I think he's going to play injured. He's going to do that sort of Roddy White uh, week one, week two decoy thing. And I think he could maybe scratch out 10 points this Sunday. If he scores he's- a touchdown this week, he, we're, we're just going to bow down to you. <laughs> so He's so worthy. I know, he's so worthy. I know Jerry's watching because I texted him, and he's excited about the fact that, you know what, you've got to give him some fantasy guru status there for calling Chris Durham – who no one had even heard of. And this guy led the Lions, the Detroit Lions, who have Calvin Johnson in targets. A uh, a very great call by our friend Jerry O. Your I'm, boy, turning, I'm turning over ranks 11 to him. <laughs> yeah, you know, your boy Jerry, he's got magic. I mean, that's just magic. How did he do that? How did he call that one? Yeah, that was like his garage sale waiver wire pickup of the week. Pretty good. Yeah, this is the second year in a row he's given us a garage sale guy. Remember, he's at Javorski Lane last year. That's right. I love this Javorski Lane. You are worthy. (laughs) Maybe we'll get him on the show more often. Sure. We we fit fit one more at the same time, right? We'll get him in. (laughs) You're out. You're out. And you're out, too. Coming up, we're scouring the waiver wire to serve up this week's best fantasy pickups. Get the names you need to be searching for when we come back. But first, the fantasy performances that are giving us nightmares are straight ahead. Find out when Sunday's biggest disappointment Appointments will wake up. NFL Fantasy Live is back after this. Thursday, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks look to stake their claim as the class of the NFC when they head to the desert to take on Larry Fitzgerald and the Cardinals. Seahawks Cardinals, Thursday night football, 8 p.m. Eastern, live on NFL Network. Time now for this week's Monday Nightmare, presented by Call of Duty Ghosts. We're going to take a look back at the players you hope to ride to victory, only to see them put up a nightmarish performance on Sunday. Nothing worse than waking up Monday morning and saying, boy, these guys just absolutely destroyed me on Sunday. It's the worst. And then you see names like Torrey Smith, just over one fantasy point. Calvin Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, a tough day against that Jets defense. Tony Romo was primed for big things against the Redskins. He was under 10 points. But Calvin Johnson, they're kind of the silver lining. Number one, he wasn't himself coming back from injury. Two, he was on Hayden Island. Joe Hayden right now is the best cornerback in the NFL. But what I learned more from this is that Matthew Stafford is close to being matchup proof because as long as Johnson is in the lineup taking attention away, Stafford can still have a big day. It wasn't Calvin Johnson. It was Fourier. It was Chris Durham. But Stafford still was big fantasy-wise. So as long as Johnson plays, you're safe to get Matthew Stafford in lineup just about against anybody because that Browns defense is pretty tough. Now, Alex Smith, we all recommended him on Sunday, <laughs> oh, Rank, boy. and now all of us. Whoa. Whoa. We all did. <laughs> I, I did. I'll step up. No, he had a great matchup. He, it was one of these things that if you looked at the trends, you looked at the matchup, Alex Smith look like a pretty good play and there's come a time now with injuries and bye weeks and everything like that where you see Alex Smith is a somewhat reliable option but he just doesn't do it all the time it's up and down up and down I think there's other guys out there that you can go and pick up so Alex Smith he's now moved to the back of the uh, fantasy roster for me all right, Akbar, how about Jimmy Graham? Because this is a guy coming in, number one tight end, just yep. ahead of a couple other guys, and not even did he really catch any passes, but he didn't really see the football at all Sunday. Well, it's very hard to stay frustrated a guy like Jimmy Graham, a guy who's been out there producing every single game. And I think this was just one of those things where Bill Belichick had the great matchup with Aqib Tlaib on Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham just could not get off the ball. Aqib Tlaib, a very big and physical cornerback. Aqib Tlaib. Took him out of his game. Six targets, Drew Brees targeted him six times and wasn't able to do anything with it. And we saw that with the New England Patriots doing that to Tony Gonzalez down in the red zone. 
putting the double vice so we know that they're going to be able to do that. You're going to start to see more guys now start to take their number one cornerback and put it on their number one tight end because the mismatch is just too big and they're always going to a guy like Jimmy Graham. Now, now Graham did get banged up, but it wasn't until late in the game, so we're going to keep an eye on him, but still did not have a big game. How about Ray Rice? Just less than five fantasy points on Sunday. From Rutgers. Yeah, he's very disappointing, and I, I hold this to the Baltimore Ravens. They just don't seem to have an identity. Are they a throwing team? Are they a running team? They just don't seem to know what they want to do. And you have a guy like Ray Rice, and he has 17 touches. That's not enough to me. This is your top player. I understand the money that you paid for Joe Flacco, and he was so great in the postseason last year. I understand all of that. But Ray Rice is going to make your team better, so they got to get to him. Yeah, we thought they had their identity a week ago. Then they went back to what they did on Sunday, which yeah. is really confusing. To, back to losing. All right, how about <laughs> C.J. Spiller and Fred Jackson on Sunday? Boy, this was a mess. This was just one big glob because you, what you had was their chemistry was off. They added in Tashar Choice into the mix of things. They have a new running back, excuse me, new quarterback running running the option now. All of a sudden now, you've got three running backs trying to share 14.7 points. That's what the all three running backs ended up putting up. It just wasn't a good chemistry mix. The guys need to get a feel for it, but these guys are still good flex options, both Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller. Alright, that was your Monday Nightmare for Week 6, presented by Call of Duty Ghosts, and, and again, the Bengals defense, a pretty good one, so temper expectations whenever they play. Now, Rank, you have your own crazy popular Monday Nightmare Nightmare column of your Absolutely, own. yeah. We've been doing it for about the last five years. So everybody, fantasy should be like a shared experience. And if, you know, you get burned by one of these guys, use the hashtag Monday Nightmare. We'll talk about it. I'll open the fantasy uh, therapy couch. We'll talk about it. <laughs> it feels so much better when you share it. So, so go ahead and join us. All right, there we go. Again, check it out every week after the Monday night game for Mr. Rank. Still to come, the week's best waiver wire pickups. Find out the guys you need to pick up right now to take advantage of some important trends. NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. Recapping a few of our top stories on NFL Fantasy Live, the Chiefs and Rams defenses both top 25 points in a pair of monster performances. If they're somehow still available, pick them up this second. Calvin Johnson, Alex Smith, Ray Rice, just a few of the disappointing performances in Week 6. We told you to be patient on Megatron, but start to look elsewhere on those repeat offenders. And still to come, we're letting you know which of your early draft picks it's time to cut bait on. You won't want to miss our big-name drops of the week. Plus, Sunday's touchdowns that help no one are coming up. See which plays even made our experts ask him. More fantasy advice and more Arrested Development references are coming up. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Welcome Jason Smith alongside Michael Fabiano, Adam Rank. Here's Fabs' big waiver wire targets for Week 7. These are guys available in just about 60% of more of all NFL.com leagues, Fabs. But one guy you want to talk about here, first kick things off, hasn't played yet this season. That's Percy Harvin. Yeah, you have to get ahead of the curve here with Percy Harvin. Now, this is a guy who hasn't played yet this year. He's probably not going to play until November. But how nice would it be to get Percy Harvin on your roster now and when he comes back, You've got him for the stretch run and into the fantasy postseason. If you have roster space and you can afford to roster a guy who's not going to play for you for a few weeks, and remember, it worked with Justin Blackman and Josh Gordon, pick up Harvin right now. Thanks, Mike. That's why I did that in our experts league. Oh, you did? You beat me to it. Yes, sir. Rank, you beating everybody to Ruben Randall? Absolutely. I really like what he's been able to do, stepping in picking up some of the production that Hakeem Nix has kind of left out on the field. And what I really like is that the Giants are losing. I mean, I like that personally. I also like that in fantasy because it means a lot of throwing opportunities. That means guys like Victor Cruz, Hakeem Nix can come on and have good seasons. 
But a guy like Ruben Randall can be a nice flex option for you. With a dearth of running backs out there, you want to start looking at receivers as flex options, and there's going to be some good matchups for him coming up, especially when he plays the Redskins, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. You want another reason to like Ruben Randall? Akeem Nix is in a contract here in the Giants. They're talking about maybe trading him. Imagine how Randall's value will skyrocket if that happens. It's, it's all Randall television. Joseph Randall, nearly 10 fantasy points against the Redskins on Sunday, and with a prolonged absence from DeMarco Murray, suddenly you have to pick him up. Doesn't matter who he's playing against, doesn't matter what's going on. This is a guy Jerry Jones said beginning of the season he was happy if he was at least splitting the job with DeMarco Murray. Randall, one of your big go out and gets. And now I assume Lenny Randall, we're going to go out and get him too? <laughs> Let's do it. Is he still available? Uh, probably is, yeah. All right, Rank, how about Jay Cutler? Go back to Thursday. He had a nice game. Yeah, Jay Cutler had another nice performance, and he was one of the guys that we talked about as a preseason sleeper here on NFL.com. A guy who could come in and give you some solid weeks. He was a, a kind of a matchup-based guy, and you saw on Thursday night against the Giants, that was an outstanding matchup, and he delivered for you. So anybody who started him, I should say everybody who snaked him from me on the waiver wire... <laughs> <laughs> One of my good friends did that to me, my league of record, so he knows who I'm talking about. But he's got another great matchup this week going up against the Washington Redskins. So Jay Cutler, and then he's got a bye, and then he's got another great matchup. So this is a guy that you should hang on to on your roster for a long time to come. All right, Nick Foles is someone you can grab and stash because his real value may not be till week 10, week 11. This is an offense that has had over 400 yards the first six games of the season, the first offense in NFL history to do that. Nick Foles is better at throwing the deep ball than Michael Vick, and when Michael Vick's mobility is the big question that's kept him in the lineup, it's just a matter of time before they make the move to Nick Foles full-time. He can be one of those pickups week 10, week 11, who you can ride through the rest of your fantasy playoffs. There's a couple of those guys every year. Foles could be that guy. Go out, get him, and stash him. And now, because things have gone completely crazy, Michael Fabiano <laughs> wants to talk about a kicker. I want to talk about a kicker. Kickers are people too, right? And Mason Crosby is one heck of a kicker. Remember last year, he couldn't make any field goals. He was on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues. This guy is putting up elite fantasy numbers. I said it. Elite fantasy numbers he is putting up great totals he's available in over 80 percent of nfl.com leagues forget about sebastian janikowski and adam vinatieri and all these guys who have named value mason crosby has been better than some of the elite players in fantasy football not just kickers over his last three games guys he has scored 45 fantasy points more than calvin johnson aj green victor cruz Larry Fitzgerald and LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy has fewer fantasy points in his last three games than Mason Crosby. Don't forget about kickers. They can help you win your fantasy league. All right, and you said you want to start flexing kickers. I, it's easier than picking a running back these days, right? <laughs> if I could crazy. flex a kicker, oh, I'd love it. I'd get we, 10 points. I want to play without kickers, unless it's Seabass. But, I mean, Why? outside. No, They're no fantastic. kickers. That's not fun. <laughs> It shows how unpredictable it is. I no get. Rid well, of we all knew it was unpredictable, but the kickers do not devalue them. Pick up Crosby. All right, coming up next on NFL Fantasy Live, the players who rob those precious fantasy points away from the stars in your lineup. Strike up the band. That helps no one. When we return, this is NFL Fantasy Live. Welcome back, fantasy fans. We hope you're sitting down as we stand up because we're about to give you some big names that you should officially drop from your fantasy roster. These are players you drafted with high hopes this summer. It's time to cut ties with and Fabs. You've been waiting for two and a half years for Dwayne Bow. It's yeah. time to move on. Do you want to do your over the Dwayne Bow thing or whatever it is? Are you officially over Dwayne Bow? I am over <laughs> Dwayne Bow. Listen, they're not throwing the football more than 10 yards downfield at all. Give them 12 yards. Part of this is Alex Smith. But the fact of the matter is that Dwayne Bow is also not beating man coverage like he used to. 
This offense is predicated on Jamal Charles in the run and Dwayne Bowe, who is barely in the top 40 in fantasy points among wide receivers right now, is saying, c'est la vie, off of my roster. Uh, Tavon Austin, a first-round draft pick in the NFL Lockbar. People look him thinking he would be a great weapon for the Rams. Not so much. Yeah, he was supposed to be the savior. Fantasy owners thought that he would come out and all of a sudden be this Percy Harvin type for, for an offense. But when you look at it, last just Sunday, I mean, he was in for four plays. Are you kidding me? You look back to the last four weeks, he's produced less than four points. All these fours are all over the place. I'm done with Tavon Austin. He just hasn't caught on to the NFL game yet, hasn't understood how to get open and make big plays. Alex Smith started out like a house of fire the first couple of weeks. He was a top-five fantasy quarterback, but now – no touchdowns in three of the last four games he's played. He's not thrown for 300 yards in his last 11 games. He's like a, a little bit worse version of Jay Cutler. So you can say goodbye to so Alex Smith. We as a show yeah. should just cut ties with Alex Smith. All of us. every time we promote him for a good matchup, you know what he gives you? A big donut. I'm not ready to cut tie with Alex Smith yet. Okay, but, I am. I'm done. I'm finished. But I, but I understand what you're saying. Right. I, I share the frustration. How about, how about Miles Austin? I mean, Miles Austin is someone, too, ready to cut ties yeah, with him. Yeah, another guy didn't do anything, right? Terrence Williams Terrence is stepping Williams up Terrence Williams is the point. guy is the one who's – because he's he's got that vertical threat now that Miles Austin doesn't have. This is a young kid who's going to take Miles Austin out of a job and off everybody else's roster. Goodbye to Tavon Austin. Goodbye to Miles Austin. I'd rather have Stone Cold Steve Austin than Nate <laughs> Nice. Guys. So Colonel Steve Austin, there's a lot of Austins Absolutely. out there. All right, now those are some guys who weren't helping some fantasy owners. But how about some players who helped absolutely no one? Let's say hello to Adam Rank. Thank you, Jason. I would start Steve Austin in my Royal Rumble League. But let's go to those guys, those anonymous cast of characters who robbed precious fantasy points from the guys we actually started on Sunday. It's a tearjerker for some curtain jerkers, a segment we like to call That Helps No One. And let's go to the video. And we will start in Buffalo. Hey, there's Fred Jackson standing next to Thad Lewis. But, uh... Yeah, go ahead. Call your own number. You know what, Dad? You could have ingratiated yourself. Thad Lewis. It's Thad Lewis, and he's going, he's running, he's jumping into the stands, because that's where he was last week. And you know what? That That helps no one. Yeah, let's stick in Buffalo. Here he is. Okay, a chance to redeem yourself, Thad. And there he is, ranks 11 sleeper Bobby Woods into Whoa, the end zone. That's you not see. him. No, oh, no, no that's no. a track guy. No, he's a track star. How do you that's get him on the That's Marquise Goodwin. He's a track star, though. And these celebrations are terrible. What is Fred Jackson doing? He goes, you just stole a fantasy points for me because that, that helps no one. one. Let's go to New England. Tom Brady and Drew Brees deciding not to score any Jimmy touchdowns. Jimmy Graham? Oh, wait. No, no, no. Pierre no, no, Thomas, no. maybe? No, Darren Sproles. No, no, no. Keep, wait for it, wait for it. Tavares Cadet is the guy. Who? And, yeah, Tavares, exactly. You can't even say Watch the replay on this one. We will see Jimmy Graham open, open. Right there, throw it to Jimmy Graham. Oh. But no, you didn't because that helps no one. Houston, Texas, St. Louis Football Club driving. Jared Cook finally going to get into the end zone. Man, no, he's no, been no. so good this year. No, Jared no, no. Cook. Who? Corey Hankey. Hankey. Uh, like Mr. Hankey? He's like the fourth time. Oh, no, no. no. It's Corey Harkey. Who goes That's now? even worse. Harkey? That's, that's not all nice and flowery because that helps no one. In D minor. Cleveland, we wait for Cameron Jordan. Every time they get in the end, near the, the end zone. Oh, no, no, wait, no, no. Not even the Gahey. But we're screaming. For Cam Zuzu Jordan, pedals. but you know what? Zuzu pedals. Cam Jordan's Zuzu right there blocking. I or Jordan Cameron, I should say. Jordan Cameron's blocking on this play. And you oh, know what? Oh man. That, that helps, helps no one. one. I didn't even get the chance to sing the song, but here's all the names of the guys who have helped absolutely nobody. And again, I asked Riley Cooper 
Are you going to finally pick him up, Akbar? You're talking about him all the time. You know what? Here's a here's a news announcement. I'm picking up Riley Cooper and I'm stashing him. Akbar is actually picking up That's somebody right, off I've that board. It. Here's the guys on the waiver wire who you should actually be picking up. You took an unnecessary shot at Jay Cutler. What do you feel? Do you, should we pick him up? I said, yeah, pick up Jay Cutler. I said Alex Smith is not as good as Jay Cutler. No, <laughs> I heard it differently. All right. Well, you know what? If you're uh, watching games on Sunday and you see a touchdown that helps no one, use the hashtag that, help, that helps no one, and it could end up on the show. And now it's time to reveal our winner, or I should say loser, of everybody, and I should have been more prepared for that. And, of course, it could only be one person. Okay, I get a drum roll, please? Thank you. Sorry. Corey Harkey. Thank Harky. you very much. Harky. Who goes there? Harkey. Right Thanks. Harkey who? Not sure who that is. Don't do that again. Is that we Mike Harkey's kid? Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What's that? Do we have something? This is from this. Okay, we have something else that helps nobody. This is from our Sunday show, which you can watch on the NFL Red Zone. Do we have that video? Another thing that helps nobody. I was trying to do the lean, the Michael Jackson lean. The lean goes like this. Oh, okay. All right. All right. You guys got you, This is where I would read a tease. Of it. I don't know if anybody can stick around for the rest of the show, but we will take a look back at what we learned on from this Sunday. This is NFL Fantasy Life. Can you do the moonwalk? can't do the moonwalk. The NFL is reaching out to its fans to find out why they love football. Share your story, and you could win the ultimate trip to Super Bowl forty-eight. For official rules, please go to TogetherWeMakeFootball.com. Akbar is finished teaching me how to do the running man, so now we're going to talk about what else we learned from week six in the National Football League. Now, for me, I had to accept that 10 is the new 16 for running backs because, guys, everybody is struggling. You look at your running backs and go, my guys, I can't even get to 10 points. Running backs everywhere are down. As long as your guys are around 10 points, you're okay. Below that, you need help, but you can't expect 16, 20 points because, right, this is not what the NFL is this season. No, absolutely not, and it's uh, bled into the flex position, too. When you're starting to look at guys that I always played running backs in flex positions week in, week out, didn't even think about it. Now I'm putting receivers in there more and more, so that means running backs, at least in fantasy, are on the way up. All right, Akbar, what'd you pick up from week six? Well, you know, you have to start paying attention to the defensive matchups because there's so many defenses out there that we that are not some of the...
The NFL is reaching out to its fans to find out why they love football. Share your story, and you can win the ultimate trip to Super Bowl 48. For official rules, please go to TogetherWeMakeFootball.com. Akbar has finished teaching me how to do the running man, so with that in mind, we're going to take a look. <laughs> Let's see what else we learned in Week 6 in the National Football League. And for me, guys, it's accepting that 10 is the new 16 for running backs. When you put your running backs in your lineup, you're expecting 12 to 14, 16 fantasy points. That's not the way it is. Running backs have struggled all season long. Expect 10 points from your running backs and you'll be okay. Less than that, all right, you need to go make some moves, but to expect more than 10 rank, that's just not the way the position's at right now. It's not going to happen, and this is why Matt Money Smith and I were advocating last year, you just have one running back position, then you add a multiple flex spot because there just aren't enough good number one running backs out there, and you start ending up starting all these curtain jerkers and mid-card jobbers, and the, that helps no one's of the yeah. world. And, and it's a passing league, too. Yeah, and you're putting more uh, wide receivers in your flex, are you not? Absolutely. I used to religiously put running backs in my flex spot. Now I put in run, uh, wide receivers. All right, Akbar, what would you learn week six? Well, I learned that you have to pay attention to defensive matchups. I mean, we saw just on Sunday, we saw the Kansas City Chiefs 10 sacks. I mean, are you kidding me? Pick up these defenses that have really good matchups, and you can get out there and get ahead of your team and your, 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 your game 10, 20 points sometimes. You got to go with the defense. Don't All forget right, about them. How about you? What would you pick up from week six? Well, Akbar and I got a little heated. Uh-oh. On Sunday, we, we argued about Mike Glennon. That's right. That was, big, that was very heated. Right. You, were t- you were saying rookies can't start and win, but you know what? Rookie quarterbacks can start and win in the NFL, and I liked what Mike Glennon did this week, going up and taking advantage of that Philadelphia Eagles matchup. Because any if it would have been any other quarterback in the league, if you would have seen them going up against the Eagles, you would have been like, must start. But because it was Mike Glennon, you kind of you kind of pumped the brakes a little bit. But these guys who have good matchups, even when they're rookies, can go out and put up huge fantasy points. So, I got Mike Glennon. I won a couple of leagues with him. I'm rolling with him next you know, week when he's got the foul. Kudos to you. He was going up against the number 29th ranked defense in the Philadelphia Eagles. Those guys are not very good in the in the backfield. So he he exploded. He exploded them. Yeah. Thank hey, you. Yeah. Yeah. We're, no, I'll give you fist oh, bump. We'll do the fist yeah. bump. Okay. Yeah. And you know what you're seeing more of too is that these are not rookies who were thrown out there and I'll throw when I have to. They happy making plays. They're out there. They're throwing the football a ton. Glennon throws the football a ton. Geno Smith throws it a ton. These guys are out there with the trust of their offensive coordinators, and that means bigger numbers. And great. Shiano, you know, he's playing or he's coaching for his job now, and he wants to show, like, I've got a nice rookie quarterback. You should keep me around because I'm developing this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he's put everything on Mike Glennon. All right, Michael Fabiano has – where is – oh, my God, Fabs has hit rock bottom. What happened? No, what happened? he has. Where look, he? look. Where is he? Look at where he is. Oh, wow. This is bad. We'll trade Chris Johnson for hey, literally anyone. I, uh, uh, I'll trade you Chris Johnson for Greg Jennings. <laughs> now, LeGarrette Blount. Wow. No? Wow. Uh, it's too bad. Joseph For- uh, Joe Foria? Uh, Chris Johnson for Joe Foria? <laughs> no? <laughs> what about Geno Smith? This, a a this, kicker. This I, I'll give you Chris Johnson for a kicker. He yeah. may take a defense here. No? Look at this. He may take a defense for, for Chris Johnson. A bag least, of footballs? At least wow. he's making money. Unbelievable. I mean, this is – I've never seen anybody hit rock no. bottom like this. This is uh, one of those things that – my heart goes out to this young man. I like how you're talking very low, too. Yeah. Like I said, we're, 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 we're in Owen now. voices now. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Cut the guy if you don't like him. And Chris Johnson, can you guys trust him going for? Obviously, Fabs can. Can you trust him? You know what? This is very difficult because when you look at this offensive line, they beefed up that interior, bringing in, obviously, drafting Levitri. Excuse me, bringing in Levitri and drafting Chance Warmack, and it hasn't worked out for him. I don't think he knows his offensive line yet.
2,000 yards is a new 5.4 fantasy points. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, but you, we can drop the, uh, the last name or the nickname. He's not seeing that. Yes, that needs to happen tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Now, if you want to help Michael Fabiano, hashtag take Chris Johnson. What would you trade him <laughs> for Chris Johnson? Again, hashtag take Chris Johnson. Please help Michael Fabiano. He was ready to take a kicker. I feel like there should be an 800 number along with that. Tuesday, we look ahead to week seven's best fantasy matchups. NFL Fantasy Live returns 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.